This is the Narrative Shift Podcast, where we talk about faith, justice, race, and everything in between. Hey, I'm Terrence Lester. And I'm Johnny Taylor. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. This is episode 14 of Narrative Shift. This is the second episode of season two. And last week we talked little bit about how we can remain encouraged through hardships and grief. And this week, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the actual hardships that we face while serving. Uh, Terrence, I know you've, what, it's been like about six years now since you started Love Beyond Walls. Yeah, man. And I mean, you've been in ministry even longer than that. How long have you been in ministry? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I actually started when I was around 22, 23 years old. So almost 15 years. Um, I've, <laughs> I've been in ministry. Right, it's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and thinking back, man, it, you know, like, I don't know. I, I remember when I was going to, uh, college and I was, you know, you know, taking courses or whatever to prepare myself, uh, for this type of work. And, you know, I can remember back, like some of my professors early on and they say, they said uh, to me, you know, one day you're going to look up and you're going to be like 15 years in <laughs> and you asking me that question made me think of that. Right. Right. <laughs> and I, I've been in, um, in ministry full time for the past, let's see, seven years now, seven years, seven years. Wow. And you started pretty young though. Yeah. Which I mean, I like, I've been doing it like a little longer, but I mean, I guess like I've, like as my job, I've been doing it like the past seven years. Oh wow! Um, but if you're like me in those in these past fifteen years, I'm sure you've experienced lots of difficulties and yeah. hardships. Specifically, uh, things that are kind of unique to doing ministry and serving others. Yeah, man. And um, you know, there are some of you probably will listen and say, "Ministry." You know, I'm not. You know. <laughs> in ministry, um, per se. And, uh, you know, I, I, I pretty much define ministry as the work of serving, um, uh, people in the world, uh, from a, a faith, uh, background, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's like your, your faith grounds you and, uh, builds your, uh, your moral center where, uh, you by then like go out into the world and make it your business to, to share uh, the goodness of your faith and the goodness of, of uh, the love of God and and what you've experienced. Uh, But in my professional and traditional work, I actually, uh, you know, do work uh, in a nonprofit. And so, you know, over the last uh, almost going on seven years now, well, six years, we just crossed the six year mark. Uh, it, I've experienced some, some hardships, man. Um, (laughs) you know, I've, I've had anything from like, uh, people trying to, you know, uh, deeply criticize me for, uh, bringing attention to, uh, people who are impoverished. I've had, um, even people in faith traditions, (laughs) uh, criticize me, um, for wanting to, uh, you know, uh, give voice to those who are, are vulnerable and marginalized. I've been called 
uh, a cult leader. Um, I've been, I've had death threats before. Um, you know, in some campaigns, I've uh, you know had people try to uh, take my life. Uh, you know, um, I mean, it's I've I've gone through some hardships. You know, betrayal, all types of things, man. And it's it's never anything that you get into the work for. It's just, uh, I just, I just think you, uh, it's a natural part of, uh, being involved in this work. What about you, man? Like what do you, like, uh, what are some things that I've been through? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, early on, like from the, from the get go, like I experienced like, um, events like where like my trust mm. with someone was just like completely shattered. Like somebody who, made themselves out to be one thing like safe and um, like someone who cared about me and, and the people around me like totally uh, just like stabbed me in the back. Oh, wow, man. And I've experienced that too. Yeah. (laughs) And like, that's something you don't really think about. Like you said, going into it, like you don't expect that to happen, especially when you're, when you're working in environments where you're trying to help others. And especially if it's with a faith background, like you don't like, you think to yourself, like you shouldn't be experiencing this in the place I'm at, but yeah. it almost seems like it can be more prevalent or more, um, I guess more extreme in these, in these kind of places. Yeah, I think so. Um, and one of the reasons is because, there's this naivety that you have being in uh, places that deem themselves uh, being for good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whether they're ministry environments or places that, you know, are, have some type of social good center mm-hmm. in them. Uh, nobody thinks about going into a good environment <laughs> and experiencing right. uh, trouble, or badness, right, or evil, or whatever, however you defined it. But, yeah, it always sets you up to go, wow, man, like, I thought this was something else, and it, it turned out to be something that I didn't um, expect, because there's this naivety there where by which you go into places and you think everything is all good, and you think everything is all like cupcakes and rainbows and, (laughs) you know, ice cream sprinkles. And it's not, uh, there's a real, uh, part of, or real side of, you know, operating and functioning in the, in the spaces that is just as real as any other environment. Mm -hmm. It almost seems like when we do go through those betrayals or hurts that they're, uh, like they cut a little deeper because of what we do. Yeah, they cut a little deeper, man, uh, because I think any type of environment that is postured towards giving of yourself and pouring out puts you in a place of uh, vulnerability, right? You're, you're constantly pouring out. You're constantly finding ways to serve or come up with solutions to solve uh, problems in the world. And I think that level of pressure within itself coupled with uh, being in an environment where you get betrayed or something happens, uh, it drains you a little more. <laughs> Whereas when you're in spaces where um, you're not pouring out as much, uh, you know, I mean, it's almost like expected that that could happen in those environments. I think the 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 the, the thing that hurts the most is that 
yeah, you're in a good place and you're doing the, the best you can and you get drained, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think like when we're doing the work and then when we face those betrayals, I think kind of like the energy is coming from the same place. Mm. Uh, like you're getting uh, sucked up from, from both places, not only in serving, but then when you do go through those uh, hardships or betrayals, like it kind of takes from the same place. Whereas like if you're working, you know, a, a more, uh, a secular job or a job where the traditional job, yeah, yeah, like the bottom line is a little more profit focused than people focused. Yeah, it's not like it doesn't affect you the same way when you get betrayed. I mean, it hurts, but it's not like I'm pouring all of my uh, my experiences and my my emotions and my my own self, my yeah. identity into this to into the work itself as yeah. well. Yeah. You're able to separate those a little bit. Yeah. That's true, man. Um but during those times, man, what what do you how do you maintain your your sense of groundedness and don't elect allow them to affect you to the place where you give up on the good work that needs to be done in the world? Mhm. Yeah. I think one of the first steps I try to take is um, kind of acknowledge what actually happened. Yeah, that's uh, good, man. Because a lot of the times we can think, oh, I'm just going to push through it and I'm going to totally cut this person off and um, don't have anything to do with them again. Like they're dead to me. Yeah, we live in a cancel culture. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's something I want to talk about on the podcast eventually is cancel culture. <laughs> but, yeah. Um. Or sometimes we'll ignore or minimize the pain that we went through. Right. And we won't fully acknowledge like that we're hurt. And yeah. we think, oh, well, we, I should be above that um, because of what I do. Right. And, and I think that's very unhealthy to um, in like uh, when we ignore it and try to suppress it or just like move past it very quickly. I think that increases the trauma of what actually happened. I think there is a process, a healthy process by which you, you know, identify what happened and, and like feel all the feels uh, that you feel surrounding that. So you can move forward and even allow uh, that, that particular experience to inform how you should move forward, if you should create healthy boundaries, if you should be more clear and direct in certain areas. I mean, a part of the the breaking process in which we're talking about helps to uh, give you more clarity. Yep. You know, um, I think that's very healthy, man. And, you know, there are oftentimes where, you know, there are certain people uh, from faith backgrounds and some that aren't, man, that will try to push you past the trauma of what happened really quickly without mm -hmm. giving you a chance in a safe space to actually um, work through those those details, whatever those details are. Yeah, and I know last week we talked a little bit about grief, and I yeah. think it's not only okay but probably healthy to treat these uh, hardships and betrayals or whatever they may be as grief. Yeah. Um, allow ourselves to go through grieving the grieving process mm. uh, because like you said, like people will try to push us through faster and that even happens um, with other things. Like when you uh, lose a family member or a yeah. friend, like people will try to push you through that 
spectrum as well, but it's very unhealthy to not let yourself grieve that loss. And I think in the same way, like when we're serving and we go through something like, I think it's okay and healthy to grieve that and treat it as grief and yeah, walk through those steps. Yeah. Another, another thing too, man, uh, just kind of dovetailing off of that uh, acknowledgement of it is uh, this idea of, um, you know, talking to people, right? That yeah. will not only give you perspective, but have been through similar uh, experiences and they've actually overcome it or uh, have worked through it in a, in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Because I think um, there's this, there's a sense of wanting to pull away and not talk to anybody and, and try to work through it yourself. But I think um, talking to people who have had similar experiences can help to give you some context because there was this, uh, I was listening to this message um, by TD uh, Jakes. If you don't listen to him, I don't care. Like um, sometimes he says some great stuff uh, and you know, it's, it's like, you know, eat fish, throw away the bones, right? And so he, right. he was talking about, uh, you know, certain uh, levels of, of things that he had gone through um, as he continued to rise or grow in his career that he hadn't experienced on previous levels. And he said he'll never forget he sat down with someone who had experienced it and they told him that it was normal, <laughs> And he said it totally wrecked his world because, you know, I think hardship and sometimes experience and loss is normal on this journey. And because we have these false expectations that we everything is supposed to be perfect, we think it's abnormal when it happens to us. And I think sometimes talking to people who have who has like experiences can help us not normalize it where we accept you know, other people's like, um, uh, you know, junk, but normalize it in the sense of, uh, realizing that this is a normal pro- part of the, just a process period. Yeah. Cause I think sometimes, you know, people of faith, but even other people, people who are not, uh, in a faith tradition can leave out that reality part that, um, mm-hmm. we are living life and, and life has its, its challenges. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be ups and downs, and that's part of life. Yeah. I mean, people will die. People will betray you. Yeah. Um, you will lose things. Yeah, tragedy you, will strike. Yeah, you'll have uh, a budget one year. The next year, you may not have the budget. You'll have a team. Uh, one year, you know, a few months later, you probably won't have the team. And this it's this constant uh, cycle of um, gaining and losing, gaining and losing. Um, I heard somebody say that, Grief is actually the price you pay for loving so hard, Um, which is profoundly true, right? Um, That when you have a lot of care and a lot of love in you and you love the things that you do, you love the relationships that you have and and so on and so forth. When you actually lose those things, grief is basically telling you that you did love them well. Yeah. Yeah. and it's kind of like a price that you do pay when you when you lose stuff, man. Yeah, I mean, we all we we will attach value to people and things, and I think part of that, the value we attach to it, apart from uh, possibly the monetary, is emotional value. Oh man, yeah, 
Yeah, because we, I mean, I mean, if we're real, man, a lot of things and people and external things can, uh, in some ways, help to fill our emotional tanks. You know. Yeah, yeah man. Um, what What would you say? Uh, another thing that people could do uh, if they experience some hardships, man. Yeah, I think this uh, ties in a little bit to acknowledging that something happened. But if it's something like specifically that someone has done to you, Mm. I think it's important to call them out on it. Oh, Um, wow. Yeah. Because I think there are times that uh, people don't always realize that they've hurt you. Yeah. And they're kind of out of the loop on it. And they might, that might not have been their intention. And uh, you should seek reconciliation and uh, give them the benefit of the doubt. But then there are times where people, um, well, you don't well, need to yeah, do anything. Yeah, you the, just <laughs> directly, I mean, it is the meant to attack you right. or cut you down. Yeah. And you still got to call them out just yeah. so everybody's on the same page about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that idea. Um, I always to uh, like to, you know, think of if there will be no resolve uh, from it. Uh you know, sometimes it's not calling them out directly. Sometimes it's finding a safe, safe space with somebody you trust to actually talk through it uh, just so you can express yourself. But sometimes it's, you know, it's healthy even just to let go. Um, you know, I think it would be, uh, you know, very appropriate appropriate for the person to discern, you know, uh you know, which circumstance would require what we're talking about. Like there are sometimes where um, forgiveness can happen and you can move forward. Sometimes there forgiveness can happen and there won't be any more movement. It's just like uh, the thing that you do so you can be free. Yeah. Uh, there are times where, you know, you're going to speak up and say exactly how you feel because that assertive assertiveness will help in your own healing process, you know, yeah. Uh, but then there's sometimes, man, where it's just like, yo, <laughs> I did everything that I could. Right. Um, and uh, you feel that that sense of peace and freedom and, and you just got to let it go. Yep. Which is hard. It uh, is. Especially when we wrestle with, you know, the past and our thinking and our thoughts around. Because we, we want to bring some type of uh, resolve or f- figure out in our minds some logical reason as to why this happened the way that yeah. it did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and going from there, man, I, I would say uh, another healthy thing is to, uh, uh, you know, I don't know where, whether you journal or, or like just, I know last episode we were talking about, you know, writing down things that you could be grateful for, but like, I'm, I'm really more or less talking about like, uh, remembering uh, the good times uh, because like whenever you go through heart heart stuff uh, like it it, it kind of forces you to think about all of the negative things that have happened all of the negative people that have come all of the people that have betrayed you and that com- right. compounds right man it does yeah and even times I think it it can almost be beneficial to think back not only on, on the good times but on those hard times because like you made it through it somehow. Um, yeah. And, and not, uh, <laughs> looking at everybody through the lens of what a few have done. 
Right. Yes. Yeah. Because I mean, that's a really important point, man, because although there are some people that have, you've had some, you know, bad experiences with, uh, there are other people out there who are for you, who who do believe in you, who will support you. And, uh, you know, I, I would just like, uh, make everything an individual thing and, and don't be- become pervasive in how you see all people. Basically, what we're saying is don't allow the hardship or, you know, the negative experiences shape the way that you see the world. Yeah. Uh, because like my stepfather always used to say, and he still does, uh, all the water in the world uh, can see, uh, can sink a ship, but it has to first get on the inside, you know. It's a good quote. Yeah. Uh, you know, when stuff starts to get on the inside and you personalize it, that's when we start to sink. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be difficult to not do that. Yeah, man. It, I it, mean, yeah, it's hard. especially when you have uh, similar things happen in separate yeah. circumstances. Uh, I know it can oftentimes in like romantic relationships, mm. it can be hard to give new people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to behavior and yeah, whatnot, yeah, man, uh, it's it's hard, but I think it's important for you to fight for it. Yeah, uh, because not fighting only invites more, you know, clouds, uh, gloom, um, you know, uh, sorrow, bitterness. Uh, you know, I wrote on a social media post. I think it was yesterday, man. It's just like you can get bitter or you can uh, get better. Uh, and if you have to choose, uh, you, you got to choose uh, better, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, grow from the stuff that you go go through. And so it's one letter <laughs> in those two words that make up the difference. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's, it's one perspective, it's one way of viewing stuff, it's one way of, it's one uh, conversation, you know, one expression away from you having a totally different perspective of what you've gone through. And uh, so many people are in pain all over the world, man. And, you know, sometimes we have answers, sometimes we don't. And I I think um, sometimes just not rushing to have an answer is also a healthy thing, um, which can also be hard because people want answers. Right. But I think clarity comes through the journey and the process of going through something um, by which when you look back, you actually get a chance to see how it has changed you for the better, um, how it has informed you for the better. Um, And sometimes you won't see that going through. Yeah. Because when you're in the middle of something, (laughs) I, I know you can attest to this, man. It's hard to see in the middle. Yeah, it's it's difficult to see the other side or... As the sayings uh, goes, the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Um, but no, I think it's as it's good that you mention how going through things can can be actively changing you for the better. Yeah. I think a lot of the times we will uh, kind of get stuck in our heads thinking about how we may react in certain situations. Or yeah, uh, I don't know if any of y'all are daydreamers, but sometimes I'll almost like daydream about like how I would, would react in a situation or how I would handle a, a conversation. Oh yeah. Uh, but you really don't know until you're, you're actually, in that situation yeah. <laughs> and yeah, we can sit true. there and like reflect and uh, mentally prepare ourselves all we want. But when it comes down to it until the, 
the proverbial rubber hits the road, you don't know how you'll react. And seeing yourself on the other side of going through hardships and obstacles uh, can be encouraging to see, hey, I did grow in this, or mm. I reacted in a way that was better than I thought I would have. Yeah. Or maybe even I didn't react so well and I thought I would, but now I know how I can grow and uh, steps to take. If this ever happens again, I can uh, handle it differently. Yeah. Yeah. I think this would lead us to um, the last point we can make, which is one of the most important is to, I think what you were saying is to celebrate, you know, celebrate the small steps that you take for it. Celebrate, uh, the the times that you think a positive thought when you're going through hardships, uh, celebrate um, when you have the uh, enough courage to share about what has happened to you, um, the times where you are assertive, uh, celebrate the fact that you got up and you tried again the next day yeah. uh, because some people just literally stop showing up. Uh, celebrate the small wins that you have. And it's almost like this, this, this thing where, I mean, you literally do have to encourage yourself through it. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, you can talk to people and you can have their perspectives and people can encourage you. Uh, but you really are on the journey and the road to believing again, you know, having confidence again and, um, you know, filling the, the, the fullness of life again and having that encouragement. Yeah. And I would also add, uh, celebrate others as they're going through oh, yeah, that's hardships good. and making steps. Um, because everybody around us is going through something hard or is about to go through something hard or has gone through something hard. Yeah. And from time to time, like I like to ask people like, Hey, what's the hardest thing you've done this week mm. or the hardest thing this month? And, um, man, you'll get blown away with the answers at times. Like people, you just had no idea what they were going through. Right. turns out they were doing something uh, like remarkably difficult. Right. And it's good to acknowledge that you're there for them and you're supporting them and you're praying for them. And at the same time, I I mean, most people will ask you the question back and it it just creates a good, good dialogue. Yeah. That's uh, good. Yeah, um, and and communication and conversation is healthy, man. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, some people just need to be heard. Yeah, you know, and sometimes you need somebody just to hear you. Right, and yeah. not all the time people aren't always comfortable with just saying it right out. Right, even in these like really safe relationships, sometimes it feels really weird to say like, "Hey, something changed my life, and I don't know how I'm going to get through it." Yeah. Um, but I don't know how to bring this up to you yeah. and pursuing that, uh, and give it like being proactive about pulling that out of people, uh, can just be really freeing. Yeah. And then also like, um, be open to, you know, being encouraged from the unlikeliest of, of places, man. I was, uh, uh, in Cincinnati, uh, this past week and I, you know, I started a, um, a PhD program in uh, public policy and social change. And so uh, I'll be, you know, studying, doing research uh, about how different things intersect uh, that creates more uh, systemic issues in our country. And so I'll never forget, um, I was sitting down having lunch with this guy. Um, His name is Preston. Preston is in his like mid sixties and he's pursuing uh, this PhD because he said, he says, man, God is not, 
through with me yet, but like he asked me my age and I told him and he was like, man, you, you know, he just started encouraging me just out of the blue and he didn't know it, but like he was saying a lot of things that I, I needed to hear. I mean, I don't have to go into detail and, and many of us can relate to times where we've been around people that we hardly even knew. And they just started talking about things that were relevant to what we were going through or going through in our lives at that moment. And so um, he was an encouragement. And then, you know, I met some other people and it was just like it was very refreshing uh, to be in a place where I was just open to to receive, you know, and. Uh, basically what I'm saying is that even during your process of like recovering through grief and loss and hardship and, and stuff like that, don't close yourself up uh, to the point where you can't talk to anybody or listen to anybody or hear, any, hear anything because you never know how God will use somebody random and just yeah. to send encouragement your way. Yeah, I agree. I mean, isolation 100% of the time will lead to, to breakdown or burnout. Mm. Like there's no way around it. Yeah. Uh, you got to be in community. You got to be with people, even if it's just one person um, that you can just be open and raw with. Like I know I, I personally like I have a friend who lives in Canada mm. and they don't know anybody I know. They don't even live in the same country, but I know I can tell this person anything Oh wow! at all. And Part of it's safe because of the distance, yeah, um, and the, how separate we are. Yeah, but man, having that knowing that at the end of the day, like no matter what, there's somebody I can tell anything to. Yeah, uh, it's just man, it's a uh, it gives you peace in a way. Yeah, man, that's so good. Um, in closing, man, like what would you encourage people to do, or how how would you encourage them as we uh, are about to close? Man, uh, as the scripture says, we will encounter trials and hardships, uh, but to count it joy. Um, and I think that kind of ties in like there is another side to this. Like you will get through it mm. or you'll die and it won't matter anymore. But those are really the, the two options we have here when facing hardships and obstacles is to overcome or to not exist anymore. Um, yeah. And for me, man, I, I would just encourage people uh, to think about this. There is a next. Yes. Um, there is a next. Um, I know you're dealing with your right now, but there is a next. And the next could be uh, the thing that catapults you forward. And it could be uh, something that is even more uh, beneficial to you, uh, more good for you, and uh, more healthy for you. Mm -hmm. So, uh there's a next focus on whatever uh that next is cool man yeah well i'm terrence lester um we got to do the social media thing so like uh this is narrative shift uh we started it and this is the second season if you like anything we uh have said or have said in the past uh please review it share it uh subscribe to it um and keep listening uh we thank you for for listening and uh, you can follow me on social media. Uh, I'm Terrence Lester. That's I-M-T-E-R-E-N-C-E-L-E-S-T-E-R. -E -E uh, you can follow our organization, Love Beyond Walls. That's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Also, we started a museum called Dignity Museum. You can follow that as well. Same places. Or visit our website, lovebeyondwalls.org. What about you, John? Yeah, you can find me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Johnny Taylor 95 
That's J-O-H-N-N-Y-T-A-Y-L-O-R-9-5. And also, this podcast episode was recorded live on location at Switch Arts Downtown Club. Yeah, shout out to Switch Arts. Yep, so if you hear any uh, background noise or, uh, as I would like to call it, just everyday life, yeah. um, that is why. Yeah, but man. if you've listened to this point, we'd like to thank you so much for listening, and we hope to you'll listen again next week. Awesome.